Good morning, everybody. Uh, today is um, Wednesday, September 22nd. Tom, why is today special? Uh, it's the day after the 21st of September. But it's only seven days until what? I have no idea. My birthday. Oh, yes. Very can, nice. Very fancy. I'll write it in is, my calendar. I, clearly, as you can see, I'm just so excited to be getting older and older. Um, 29. It's just great. Great. Great all around. Great all around. Um, Obviously, uh, we are in talks to maybe move this to Mondays uh, just because it makes a little bit more sense to, you know, kind of get live, not live reaction, but like quicker reaction to the games. I feel like we got we, we would have got a more raw and emotional Tom on Monday than we're going to get today, <laughs> um, which is unfortunate. Yeah, um, but then but we don't get the Monday games. <laughs> that makes no sense. Well, yeah, you said move it to Mondays, but there's still the Monday night games that we wouldn't yeah, get, to, but, get to talk about. Yeah, but you're more – I was talking about your Jets, honestly, like a raw and emotional effort, <laughs> that showing on whatever. Uh, so we're probably just going to uh, get <laughs> right into um, the NFL. But uh, before we do that, I, me and Tom were kind of talking beforehand. Like these next – like six months, like I, I want everyone to really enjoy them, like enjoy football, um, enjoy when you want to watch basketball at a time. Um, nobody enjoys baseball. So if you do that, then you're just weird. Um, but these next six, six months are basically like the only good six months I'm going to have the rest of the year. I mean, it's only half a year, but it, it's good. It's good half of the year because uh, the Cleveland baseball team is like, Anger, it used to be about anger, and now it's just, now it's just, I, I, I can't deal with it anymore. What, what were you going to say? I, I was thinking about it, right? Like, football goes until, like, kind of February-ish, right? Well, like, sort of in there. See, yeah, okay, but that's what we do great because we're football guys and we talk football. We make football a basically a nine-month sport. January, February. I didn't hear a word you said. I was cutting in and out so bad. Um, uh, that's why we're football guys, and like we're good with football because we we make it into a nine month sport. We make it into a nine month sport, right? Where... But go ahead. I think I'm delayed. I think I'm delayed. Uh, I was gonna say we we get it to around February, then we have a little half month off to be depressed about not having football. But then we have March Madness, so we do get a little extension. Yes, that see, see, that's the that, that's the, where it the, comes. I think I honestly do think that saves lives. That little March Madness probably saves lives because if there's no March Madness and you literally have to go from like a college football bowl game every day in the NFL playoffs and the college football playoffs into like let's get excited for spring training. It, it just doesn't work. So I, I, I've decided in the last four minutes that there are basically really two sporty. Well, I, I always throw soccer in there because I am a soccer fan, but I've realized that most people aren't. So that's fine. Um, 
<laughs> I basically enjoy football season and the month of April. Uh, and not even – well, no, the month of – in March Madness, and that, that's it. Other than that, like, I I, I don't want to watch baseball. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, that's also why it was awesome last year that there was uh, spring football because we had the FCS. And that's why I, I everyone was always like, why, why did you get so – why did you get so into the FCS? Like, whatever. Like, well, A, I kind of have a tie to it. My brother went to James Madison, and I've always been interested in it. And B – uh, you're telling me I could either write about college football, real college football, or spring training, and the 2020 would have been, or the yeah, the NFL draft, like or NBA draft, like no, no, thank you, no, thank you, I'm good. So, um, unless Tom, if you had anything to add to that, we're gonna head right into the games. I am lagging. We're gonna head into the games. I can't hear you. We're going to head into the games. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Uh, so I'm just going to work. We're basically going to do it uh, pretty much the same from here on out, uh, except for Mondays. Um, we're going to work our way back uh, all the way through the games uh, with our two teams being last and then um, working our way back from uh, Monday night all the way back to uh, the uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock game. So, Obviously, then we uh, start with Green Bay and Detroit on Monday night. Um, for a while there, it looked like uh, Detroit was definitely going to cover the plus 11. And not only cover, looked like they might be able to beat the Packers at points. Yeah, well, and I was I, I think everyone in America was rooting for the Lions because of that one guy who was about to turn $25 into 700 and whatever thousand dollars. I think everyone was rooting for the for the Lions in this one. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, did you see that? Good. Yeah, I did see that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Idiot, whatever. Um Aaron Jones was awesome. Um which is – I'll get to this in a minute uh, with uh, the Packers, but as well, Aaron Jones was awesome. Uh, more out of the backfield receiving the ball than I think running the ball, but he was also great running the ball. Um, I think for the first time in his career, Aaron Rodgers has taken the offseason, done his weird, crazy, whatever he wants to do, be weird. And I think he's actually gotten worse. Like, I don't think he's as good. He looked really good on Monday – but there were also other passes where uh, two years ago Aaron Rodgers nails those that Green Bay Green Bay Green Bay wins that game fifty two to seven. So, um, like he's still very very good, probably top five quarterback in the league when it comes to talent. But you're clearly seeing see, seeing signs of that he's kind of fading right now because I mean I saw at least two or three overthrows that would have probably been a either huge gains or touchdowns. Um, so uh, I, I don't know what your thoughts on that are. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, he came out after the game and he was like, oh, you know, everyone who said I wasn't trying, like, you know, screw you type of thing or whatever. I think he's 100% not trying. I think he's going out there, going through the motions, making some passes to keep his his value up for when he's going to either sign his new contract or get traded. I mean, I – it really looks like he's mailing it in. 
And anyone who wants to debate me otherwise can come on here, and I am more than willing to debate them otherwise. I don't, I, I don't disagree with you that he's mailing it in, but I also think he's mailing it in also because he's just not as good as he was. Like, I think this offseason took a real toll on him. Like, I got to say, like, every time Aaron Rodgers has, like, offseason issues, whatever, it's never worried me because he comes into training camp. I know this is going to sound superficial and dumb, but he comes into training camp. He looks good in training camp. He gets the job done. This year, he comes in barely on time to training camp. He looks like a homeless person. And say what you will about just looking at someone, but, like, that's not a good look to just, like, walk back. Like, he looked like a homeless person. He was skinny. He, like, it, it, it's not even like he has a full head of hair. It's almost like thinning. So yeah. it's, he almost looks like Gollum from uh, The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, it's like the hair is just hanging in his front of his eyes. So, um. I, I like Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I know. how the Packers have handled him have been has been insane in my book. Like I, I will never understand uh, any team other than the MLB, really, because it's just different over there. But any team that has a, a clear star player that is a clear in the in a class of like the top players in the NFL, like not even Peyton said Peyton said it when he was doing the Monday Night thing. But he was like, yeah, me and Bill Pullian were on the same page. Like pretty much right as I came in where every offseason he would bring me in and he would just ask my like opinions on things. Like, I don't know if he listened to me. Um, I don't know if he made moves based on what I said, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that they have kept, I mean, and I mean, well, let's let's just set the over under out. Books written about the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I'll set it at five. Over under. I think of the problem. I'll be over. I think so too. So we'll obviously figure out like in, in the end what happens, or at least I hope we do. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just think that he, he doesn't look as good. He, he's like I said, he looks like Gollum. I don't yeah. know what to say. And well, and we've, we've seen this in sports as well. And I know it may sound crazy, but like Shailene Woodley's a weird chick. Like she is, she's hot. She, but she's really weird. She's like a super act. And weird is the wrong word. It doesn't seem like they like they would match personality. Meet like match personality wise. Like she goes, she's like like very like um, like she does rallies and stuff for like save the trees and everything. And I, I so I and there's also I I also do think there's a small factor in that where he's just like uh, well either a Shailene isn't living with me in Green Bay and because he has to travel. Or B, she is leaving me in Green, in Green Bay, and she's miserable because I'm also miserable. And 90% of people who live in Green Bay, Bay are miserable. So, I mean, same thing in Cleveland. So, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I just I, – I, I think there's a lot of questions to be asked by Aaron Rodgers so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I really I, – I agreed 100% with what, what you talked about with Peyton on, on Monday night. Like I don't think that they should be answering his every demand and wish and want, but like definitely going in and just talking to him and hearing him out at least, like that that just seems like the basic like thing that you would do for when you have a superstar, and they the Packers just haven't done it. I mean, obviously the NBA is different, and I understand that, yeah. uh, but especially like because it seems like for whatever reason, which is so crazy that, that it might end up all coming back to this. Um, 
but like them cutting uh, Jake Kumaro and like yeah. Aaron being like so mad about it and not saying it like that's an easy fix for me. Like that's a dude you can probably sign for pro- under a million dollars, and it, like he's not gonna play. You don't like if anything, he's a big dude. You can put him on special teams. He's six six. Um, but it makes your superstar happy. Like the Bucks signed Giannis's brother to like a million dollar contract just to make him happy in Milwaukee. So like just signing Jake Kumro seems like it would have been an easy fix. Well, yeah. And like just not letting him go, but that's what I'm talking about. If he's like, yeah, this kid Kumro looks really good in practice. I think that, you know, we can make something of him. That's something that, yes, the, the coaches don't need to exactly like listen to what he's saying, but like, it would keep him happier and it would make sure that, you know, he has a guy out there that he likes. That's really all you could ask for. Like, yeah, I, I don't know why they're ta- not talking to him. I mean, is. now I understand it, but I'm saying like throughout his career, I don't know why they weren't talking to him. And uh, we, we do have to move on because we went too far last, too long, way too long last time. So I, I will enough. move on. I will move on. Um, but when I, it must have been ESPN or maybe Sports Center was like doing a, a story on Aaron Rodgers, and they did, uh, I don't know who sat down with him, but they interviewed him after they won the Super Bowl with the Packers 2010, I believe. And like the dude just won a Super Bowl. He's still young, he still has a, like, a lot of like good things. And literally, the whole interview was just him like being like, I don't understand why everyone hates me. Like Brett Favre still hasn't congratulated me on a Super Bowl. Like so, he's clearly got personality issues. I mean, we've known this for a while, but yeah, it's it's weird. And I, we'll get to it with more of the games, but like the fact that I'll get to it when we get to Carolina. Okay, um, <laughs> Detroit. I I, mean, I just I, I like. I think T.J. Hawkinson is going to join an elite group of tight ends, like mm-hmm. up there with the Gronks and the Travis Kelsey. Well, no, I think Travis Kelsey's in his little own because he doesn't even play tight end. He plays receiver and he runs his own routes. Like the, the fact that all that's come out now that he literally just, there is no play. He just goes out there and has to find a spot to sit. Like, I mean, that's an amazing trust you have in a player, but like I, uh, I think Hawkinson yeah. is going to be on the level of Darren Waller pretty soon. I, I, I think he could make a very good case for being a big like in goal line packages as well, especially. I mean, he's a good blocker, anyways, but um, being on the outside just throwing a fade to him, he's six five. I mean, he's the only ha- he's the only target they have. Um, so we I talked think he's about it before the season. This was going to be his career year, and we're seeing it. Yeah, and all I have to say about that is I, I just feel bad because it's another it's it's yep. another wasted career in Detroit, and Detroit yep, and, another great career for Detroit that they're going to do absolutely yeah, nothing and, with. And uh, in all in all reality, Detroit's going to be picking in the top five next year. And I like Dan Campbell as coach. I like him. I think he's a little, like if if they give him enough time, I think he could probably turn like do a decent job of turning it around. There, they're going to be picking in the top five and. Because of Dan Campbell and who he is, and he's a defensive guy, it doesn't matter what quarterback's there. It doesn't matter if they're picking third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Like even if they're picking one, 
they're going Kayvon Thibodeau. They're, they're taking Kayvon Thibodeau or Justin Flo. They're taking a defensive player because Dan Campbell's going to be like, oh, no, we're okay with Jared Goff, which he's not terrible, but if you're picking – like, this is almost a rule I think you should have going forward. Like, if you're picking the top five, like, unless there's someone like a Chase Young, and there usually is, there's one guy mm-hmm. like that. Like, Kyle Pitts, potentially. Uh, yeah, we dis- don't know about that. <laughs> he's disappointed me. We'll get it. We'll get into him. Uh-huh. Um, me too. <laughs> um. But, yeah, so I, I just think you should draft a top-five quarterback. I mean, look, I mean, Miami could be a legitimate maybe a, a, an AFC contender, like a serious contender, if they would have – I mean, I, it, it's hard to say if they would have drafted one this year. I don't know. But, like, just picking in the top five, it's just smart to get one of these guys on your board. And I think we're going to come to a day in the NFL draft where the first ten picks are straight-up quarterbacks. So – yeah, well, and like the NFL used to be, you draft a guy early, let him sit for a couple of years to get caught up with the game, and then start him. That's what we saw with Aaron Rodgers. But then Cam Newton came onto the scene, and Andrew Luck came onto the scene, and now it's you know get your rookies and start them right away. I almost am expecting the NFL to shift back to that point where they're catching guys up, like Trey Lance. If if Trey Lance becomes the next great superstar quarterback then I think that there are a lot of more teams that are going to be looking at the model that the Niners have done and are, you know, with the benching him and letting him grow and progress a little bit. And then it'll kind of shift back towards that because the NFL is always changing like that. Yeah, I see where you're coming from there. And I, I, I kind of have the same uh, – we're, we're thinking the same things about uh, San Francisco, but I have it in there. We'll get to that when we get there. Um, next up on our list, the Sunday night game. Uh, probably the most shocking final score, um, I saw all week. The Ravens won. Um, I I, I give the Ravens credit for this, and I, but this is also I blame Pat Mahomes for this. I mean, if the, I mean if the the Ravens basically were playing a they they were double covering and playing a, a, a like a safety over top on Tyreek Hill. So they were basically just like, you have to find someone else to beat you. And I like that strategy when it comes to Kelsey because Kelsey is going to catch these three and four and five yard dinks. And if you got three guys, like if you can like get like uh swarm and tackle Travis Kelsey, you can get them. Like they're not as lethal as you think they are offensively. Um, so I, I have to give credit to that because Tyreek Hill was an absolute non-factor. Um, I, I also like to point out that the Chiefs, like when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, Kareem Hunt led the NFL in rushing. Yep. Like it just seems like they've gotten so far away from even thinking about running the ball. And it may be because like Clyde Edwards Hilaire started looking really good last year, and I think he's gotten progressively worse. Um yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they just they, they need to find either they need to have a run they need to have a running game like at some point no matter how good Patrick Mahomes is and he's always gonna be able to make incredible plays he's just always gonna be able to do that Josh Allen's gonna be the same way but like eventually defensive coordinators and head coaches are going to find a way to break down if your team is just Patrick Mahomes so um yeah uh more Ravens. I, I, I responded to a tweet last night. Lamar Jackson doesn't play quarterback. 
he's not a quarterback. You you can explain it to me all you want. Say he's got the arm. He's got six less touchdowns in his career than Baker Mayfield. Lamar Jackson is a rich man's version of Taysom Hill in the fact that he is a lot more explosive and a lot faster, but he just doesn't have the NFL arm. I might even say Taysom Hill might have a better arm. Um, And this is, in my opinion, this is how it always starts out for Baltimore. They get a couple big wins early on and they, they, you know, they start the first 10 games of the year. They're like seven and three or something. And you're like, wow, Ravens are back again. And then people, once again, and we saw it was our, with RG3 in Washington, in Washington. As the season wears on, teams figure out how to stop an offense that with a quarter, with, with basically three running backs and a quarterback that can't throw the ball downfield. And if he does, I mean, we'll get to it with Big Ben, but it's almost the same outcome as it is with Big Ben. So I, I, great win for them. Um, I mean, the Chiefs defense is atrocious. I think the Chiefs are in trouble if we're being honest. Like the Browns don't absolutely shoot themselves in the eye. The uh, and the Chiefs are 0 2 right now. So not an easy start in schedule, but still, they're still 0 2. Um what do you got in oh, Chiefs right? I I kind of forgot that they lost the first game. I'm not gonna lie. The Ravens? That, no, you said the Chiefs are 0 2. No, they. I said if they had the Browns not shot oh. themselves in the face, they should be zero and two. the Chiefs should be zero and two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm. I'm in my own little world. Yeah. No. Um. I, I feel like Chief, we both like, do that when the other person's talking. We kind of just think about other things. But well, I'm getting good. like Twitter updates and everything, and like I'm trying to manage whether or not they're like worthy to bring on the show, and most of them are not. So I get kind of wrapped in. I'm all about Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, the chiefs just are an enigma because the defense is just atrocious for no reason. Like they have talent and they have the ability to play good defense and they just don't. And Clyde Edwards win the ball late in the game. I mean, my goodness, how, how do you let that happen? Obviously, like, I want to say obviously I blame Clyde Edwards because you're running back and you're basically your biggest job for since you were seven years old has been to just hold on to the football. Um, I will say though, it's also a little bit harder for you to you know get into the rhythm of the game when up until that point you've had four carries. Yeah, and I get that, and like, I think he hasn't. I don't think he's ran the ball that much, and I don't think he even gets that many receiving touches so i don't think he has a ton of touches already but the 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 one thing that it's like you said since you were young it's like hold on to the ball and you know every football coach ever i'm probably i'm sure has probably said ball security is job security so Clyde edwards i think and i'm gonna go back and look right now i feel like he fumbled last week too and i think he has the two fumbles now and two Two games, unless I'm bugging. Who who is this? All right, now Clyde, he did not. So I, I thought yeah, he, he had another fumble. fumble. No, he didn't fumble against us. No. Okay. Um. I, still though, like you, you already fumbled in a big spot. Uh, we saw Damian Harris versus the Jets bounce back after a big fumble late in the game versus Miami. Uh, but Clyde Edwards-Helaire not getting a ton of touches. You know, like you said, it's hard for him to get into the rhythm. And I just, I really don't think. He's that good. I've been saying it since they drafted him. Uh, I have always hated that pick and having him come off the board as the first running back. 
because they took him with like the 31 or 32 pick, right? Yeah. And they took him over other guys who I thought were better. I don't know. We're going to get into uh, the draft when we talk about um, our favorite um, Southern team, the Jaguars. Um, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, in the end, uh, uh, takeaway was uh, it, it kind of bring, brings us back to the beginning. Uh, this is why the NFL's this is why the, this is why football is the best because a Sunday night that I mean I, we kind of all thought it was going to be a good game, the best game of the year by far. Uh, no, not the best. Maybe I wouldn't say the best game of the year. There were there was another really good game on Sunday, um, but I so I mean. Football always delivers. Football just always delivers. Um, all right. What are we at next? Uh, Cowboys and Chargers. Um, I don't have much on the game. Uh, I kind of want your thoughts on my opinions of Justin Herbert. So I'm in the middle of just on Justin Herbert where I think part of me thinks that he is, is like in the next six months to a year is going to become – into that elite class with not necessarily Patrick Mahomes, uh, but guys like uh, Deshaun Watson before the kids, like um, Josh Allen, um, Kyler Murray now. So I can can absolutely see that. Um, But then he has games like this where he throws – his completion percentage is under 50%, and I'm just like – but what's wrong? Like, where am I? What is he missing? What am I missing about him? He has decent weapons around him. Their defense should be better. And they should have a better running game. Or not a running game. I don't know about running game. But they, need, they should have a better use. They should use more Eckler more often, in my opinion. Um, so mm-hmm. he does, a lot is put on him. But at the same time, like, he's six six. He's a gunslinger. He's playing in California. Uh, I mean – for what I, I, I mean, I, I don't know why it's possible to have, but marketing, that's an easy sell in California to me. Like 6'6", gunslinger, yeah. blonde hair from Oregon, smokes a ton of weed probably. Like, yeah. Um, so I, I, what do you think about Herbert? Because I, 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 I do, in the majority, I'll say it's the majority of me now. I, I do think in a year or a year and a half, he ends up in that elite class. Yeah, uh, this is kind of a, a weird topic. I, not even weird, but like kind of a bad topic to ask me about because behind Josh Allen, Justin Herbert's my favorite player. Okay. Um, I, I've yeah, been I, on I, him I, since Oregon. It had, had had Kyler Murray not come out and been God this year, Justin Herbert would be my second favorite quarterback in the league. And I would also like to say uh, to all of our fans out there, um, I'm officially over the – like. I love Baker. I think he's funny. Uh, I think he's a great leader, and I think he's efficient. And I, one thing that's not always done, those progressive commercials he does are actually funny. Sometimes. You don't like them? So, some of them are good, but I am not a fan okay. of all of them. All right. See, I, I did not know that's that. All. See, I thought everyone was in favor. I sincerely like them. I think he's funny. Um but I'm also not unrealistic anymore. Like, I would much rather have Justin Herbert. I would much rather have Kyler Murray. Like, I, I understand yeah. that. So, uh, like, I understand. We can talk about Baker. 
Go we ahead. can talk about Baker when we get to your Browns because I, I I agree. He you said one key word that I was legitimately going to bring up when we talked about him, and that was efficient. But we can yeah. talk about Baker when we get to the Browns. Um, yeah. So, talking about Herbert though. Yeah. I I love him. I I love everything about his game. <clears throat> one of those two interceptions was not his fault. Right. Like, like it literally went through someone's hands or it was like hit up in the air. So like it literally wasn't his fault. The other one was kind of not his fault, but he shouldn't have been trying to squeeze it in that tight of a window. But like the guy still should have caught it. He should have moved in front to get it. Um, so he, that's where two interceptions kind of came from. The chargers got screwed out of this game. I, I, I yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. I did keep hearing that. The, the chargers got absolutely screwed out of this game. They're on the, like two yard line or something. They have a little out route to Mike Williams. He makes the play. It's looking great. They get flagged for some BS type thing that I really, I don't know what it was. I want to say it was like uh, some, some stupid, like, Oh, someone was in motion and they didn't reestablish or something like that. And it, it moved them back or it made them replay the down and, and they got moved back a little bit. Then they got like a taunting call or something, and it moved them back to like the twenty. So it was like third and goal or something like that. I mean, it was just it was utterly ridiculous, and they were the worst calls I've. I, well, I can't even say of the week because you know we're going to get to another terrible call when we get to the Titan game. But I mean, we're going to get to college football. Jesus Christ! Fair enough. But yeah, the, the as much as you want to like say like oh you know Herbert could have done this that. Like the Chargers got screwed out of this game, and they I think they got screwed out of the last week's game because they only lost to Washington by I think three. And that that quote unquote fumble out of the back of the end zone screwed them over because that was late in the game. So like I'm I'm not gonna sit here and play, oh, the refs have something against the Chargers. I can't well, believe well, I, I'm not gonna sit here and do that. I I agree. So they played Washington last week. Was it Herbert? With the, it was a questionable call. I guess I'd have to look at it again. Where he threw it and the guy hit him and went out of the back of the end zone for. That's uh, what I was saying. Yeah, they. Okay. He was going forward with it, and it like he went like this because the. The I, I have a football right there, but he he was going. He was holding it like normal, and he was going to throw it. But then Chase Young came, and it turned his hand like this, and he threw it almost like a like he would shoot a basketball, mm-hmm. but. The, the ref said that it came out of his hands and then his hand pushed it forward and it went out the back of the end zone. And it was like, it was only second and goal. I think it was. And it, it was, it was like a terrible call and they gave Washington the football on their own 20. I think it was, or something like that. So it, it was just another bad call by the refs. And like I said, I'm not going to sit here and complain. Oh, you know, the Chargers are, you know, get They're getting hunted by the refs. Like I'm not here to sit that and uh, sit down and say that, but they they have had some bad luck with some of the calls. Is all I was gonna get at. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I I I, I really like Justin Herbert. I think he'll be all right. I love I, him. I, uh, but and it, it, this is also just the their their jerseys and the colors. Like I feel like they should be scoring seventy five points a game because it just like it, it reminds me of a college football team with their like uh like an up tempo college football team with their like light blue jerseys, which I mean. I think we're getting to the point in sports where any team with light blue is it's the best color in the world. 
Yeah, no, I, I have uh, a Justin Herbert jersey. I think I've worn it oh, once or twice. Awesome. Yeah, if I oh, well, I mean, obviously go Kyler first, I, but I mean, yeah, I would get uh, <laughs> Justin Herbert jersey. I like Justin Herbert. Um, Maybe I'll wear it Sunday again because I can't show my face in my Zach Wilson jersey this week. Well, we'll get to that. Um, and I disagree with you on that. Um, I don't know much to say about the Cowboys. I I, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, Zeke looks worse than ever. Um, he's, he looks like he's lost weight, but he looks like he's slower. Um, it's Tony Pollard's backfield for the most part. And See, I, that, that's where I have a problem with the outline. Like, yeah, he got utilized a lot, but after the game, McCarthy was asked a ton of questions about it, and he gave the same excuse he gave last week. Oh, you know, it's a long season. There's an extra game, so we're just trying to make sure Zeke stays healthy and fresh. Screw that. <laughs> like, he's now gotten, like, no touches over the first two weeks. You're an NFL player, and you're. Oh, yeah, a I forgot back. you. You're I forgot you own him. I forgot you own him in fantasy. I I for I forgot. Oh, I don't even care about that. Oh I, yeah, I really okay. don't. He's gotten. But, your first comment. Your first comment is, oh, he's gotten like no touches. I he hasn't. He's had a litter. It's he still gets a majority of the snaps, but he's not getting touches when he's on the field because he's a good blocker. But. I, it's going to turn around for Zeke at some point because they're going to need him eventually. Cause I really don't think Dak's going to keep up this pace. Mm, with the Cowboys for me, I just don't think it, it ends up. It, I don't think it ends up mattering in the long run. When it, like when, if it comes to the Super Bowl or something like that, because the cab, the Cowboys can't win like in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. With how the team is run, it, 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 with through Jerry Jones, like I get that that worked in the seventies and the eighties with Al Davis and the nineties with Al Davis, but like it, it just doesn't work anymore. Um, uh, I I I want Zeke to be back and good. I do. I he was. I mean, of the last thirty years, like I don't know, twenty years, I guess Zeke has been my favorite running back. It, like uh, from straight from college to the NFL, I I like him. The the Cowboys have to regret like I mean that might be the biggest contract given out that's been a horrible mistake like that in the past ten years and, and mistake is the wrong word because a is he got in trouble with the law the one time b he's been had injury issues but you that's why you don't throw tons of money at or, uh, running backs um and b I mean last year Dak was hurt was hurt so. It, I agree. I think Zeke still has a lot left in the tank, um, but he needs to. I, I think he needs to find somewhere else to go. I, I do. I just. I, I. I think that the the shadow of that huge contract that he got that now that them that then forced them to probably overpay for Dak Prescott. Like it, it just seems like he's got to get out of there. And yeah, I. I just don't. I. He's I don't know what team will trade him because I. You know, my. I was talking about this with my dad. You're going out there and not using him and showing the world and showing the league that you don't trust him. You don't believe that he's good enough to handle a full workload. You're just devaluing Zeke. If anything, you should be trading Tony Pollard for as much as you can get, sell him very high, and then let Zeke go back to being Zeke. Yeah, no, I mean, especially yeah, especially if you're going to have that much tied up into a player, like 
yeah, mm-hmm. at least utilize him. I mean, because it's not like Z's not a good football player. He is. Um, I, I thought this was interesting. Right. Uh, this game just came to my mind last night. If you had to, someone to either go play a game like uh, tomorrow, I'd be running back, Saquon or Ezekiel Elliott. Because I think it's pretty simple for me. I mean, I would say Zeke, but I think Saquon's better when he's fully healthy, which he's clearly not. Um, all right. You know, we're going to skip to the Giants game, then I promise we'll go back to um, staying on schedule. <laughs> um, I straight up don't think Saquon Barkley's right. good. Mm. Like, I, I just don't. I don't it, know about that. <laughs> I... I, I I don't think it's entirely his fault. I, I don't. He their 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 offensive line in New York is, first of all, it's never been good since he got there. Like I I don't understand the idea of like, I get that who came first, the chicken or the egg, the chicken or the egg. You need an offensive line because before you're going to have a good running game. Like you are, you need a good offensive line. Like so, and but I mean, if we're being honest, unless it's like Najee Harris had sex with Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry and had a child using the number two pick on a running back. And even at this point, I'm going to say a top 10 pick on a running back is ridiculous. Like you just don't need to do that. So um, I would also say Zeke, but in like I said, going back to Saquon, it's not that I don't think he's good. I just think that he's never going to be the player that he could have been because he got hurt because of that terrible offensive line. I mean, you can see it when he plays. Well, first of all, his ball carrier vision is not good. Like there were holes that I saw that he missed that I don't think I've seen NFL NFL running backs miss since one time great Brown running back Trent Richardson. Um <laughs> He's obviously a throw out of the backfield. I, 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 yeah, I mean, receiving, when I say out of the backfield, I kind of mean receiving. Um, mm. But when he's inside, he looks so tentative, and I don't blame him because he's had like three, four knee, knee injuries. So it, it, I just don't – if I were the Giants, I, I would try and use him as much as you could this year and then sell him. I, I, I just don't think you're going to get a lot of value out of him until you get an offensive line. Yeah, and, and they're never going to do that, but I actually very much agree. I think he needs a change of venue. Uh, I, I, he just he needs to go to a different team. He needs to get away from the Giants. The Giants are in line for a very big rehaul very soon because Daniel Jones is not panning out. I don't care about his fantasy numbers right now. Like I understand he's QB5 in fantasy. They, are, they, they 100% should have won that game last week. Hundred percent, and they didn't. So the the Giants are lining up for a very big rebuild again. But they're always gonna they're gonna try and half ass it yet again. But it's gonna they're gonna hit a wall eventually, and it's gonna be first and foremost starting with trading Saquon Barkley for as much as you can get. Yeah, I, I, I and I I I don't think I give up a first round pick for him. I, Depends I on the that. team. I, I actually disagree. I, I, I don't think anyone would give a first round pick up for him. Why, why would you give up? If it's a team pick? like the Rams, why, why would you give? Why would you give up a first round pick for a, a running back um, 
that is basically proven that running backs shouldn't be in the taken in the first round, basically, or in the top ten at least. Because so. you're a team like the Rams who are a running game away from being the deadliest offense in the league, or the Chiefs uh, who, for the same reason, okay. I'll agree with Chiefs. Rams, I like Stafford. He's not perfect. Um. All right. Uh. Well, I mean. I, who did the Giants play? I don't know. We can talk about that real quick. I, I, I'm sorry. Like uh, we, they, they were the Thursday night game. It, yeah, they were the Thursday Washington night game. game. They yeah, okay, so game. we already talked about that. Good. Okay. Like, yep. even if I wasn't your friend and your co-host, like, I would pay more attention a to the Jets over the Giants, anyways, just because of Zach Wilson, in my opinion. But like, I I just mm-hmm. don't care about the New York Football Giants. Like, they were funny when Eli was there, and they were good, and they they were like one of the only teams that could beat my hatred Tom Brady. So but yeah, I, I at this point like I they need a rebuild. I'm trying to think. I, can you name more than five players on that team? Okay, so Leonard Williams plays for I mean them. I can. Okay, I'm trying to think if I can. Leonard Williams plays for them because he got traded. Um um wideouts Logan Ryan uh Galladay Uh, isn't Gallman their running back or uh, no? Okay, yeah, I don't Saquon. know. Let's talk. John Daniel Jones, Saquon, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. Oh wow! Kyle yeah, well, I don't know why. I didn't, yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Well, <laughs> my head was wandering. You're all good. Anyway, we can move on because we're going way over again. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. All right, I'm only gonna, <laughs> I'm only gonna basically the, the the next the rest of the games are basically you. I'll let you have most of them, except for obviously the Browns and then uh, the Cardinals and then the Panthers. I have something to say as well. Um, sure. Uh, so let's get to the. Are we talking about Cowboys? Uh, Bucks Falcons. I had not a lot to say. It is a it, it is it is a nightmare on repeat, and it's not as bad anymore because I I don't hate Tom Brady as much, but it's it's just a nightmare. Like I think I probably would have killed myself like five years ago if you told me that in 2021 Gronk would look like he's 24 again and Brady would look like he's 31 and lead all fantasy players in points by scoring a billion touchdowns a game. Um, I don't know much to say about fantasy other than I don't understand. Like I don't know how we missed out on Tom Brady. Like look at the weapons around him. All he has to do is throw the ball in the air, and the betters it, 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 there's a good chance they win, they, or they they catch. The yeah, well, and I don't know if you you saw this, but like you talked about Kelsey not having definitive routes. That I forget where they asked it. I, I think it was Cameron Brait asked Gronk. You know, do you will go and watch film? Gronk was like, no. Tom just tells me who's covering and I go covering me and I go get open. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm like, that's amazing. I love it. Like, yeah. I've never like hated Gronk even when he was on the Patriots, but like now that he's, is not on the Patriots, I could say like, I definitely love Gronk as a person. He is uh, so I, funny, bro. Did you watch the Monday night, Monday night with Eli and Peyton with Gronk? hundred percent. Yeah. That was, hilarious. I gotta say, I am a little bit critical of Gronk. It, it, it seemed like Peyton and Eli kind of just wanted to hang out and hang out with the boys and like just joke around. 
And then Gronk kept going into about like, well, like, well, I like blocking because then I mean like blocking, then I like, you know, the first three touchdowns I caught this year, I block, I chipped somebody and then I caught a touchdown. Like, I don't need that from you, Gronk. I don't, I don't, I, I want to hear about 69 titties. Like I, that's what I need from you, Gronk. Like, <laughs> go back to 24 year old. Yeah. Gronk. Like if Gronk's mindset goes back to full 24 year old Gronk, I will put whatever amount of money I have at the mo- at that moment. I will put it all on the Bucks win Super Bowl. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. I didn't um, to say something about Kyle Pitts. Oh, Kyle Pitts, man! I mean, he's so disappointing so far. Like he he took a he took a step forward. He did better in week two, but like you you need to use him in the red man. That's literally half the reason I think the Falcons drafted him, and they didn't even target him once in the end zone. Cordero Patterson scored two touchdowns. Put that in perspective. 30-year-old Cordero Patterson, who doesn't have a definitive position, scored two touchdowns when Kyle Pitts couldn't get open. Such a disappointment, man. The more and more I just keep looking at this and just thinking about it, like they're just not – I just don't think they're a good fit together. Like – the Falcons are a team they want to throw the ball downfield, which I like. I, I feel like that's what Kyle Pitts would be good at, but is good at. But yeah, it just doesn't seem like the right fit. Uh, it seemed like the you know, and all uh, this also might make more sense. It, 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 they picked the they picked the wrong position in the draft when you're about to start a full rebuild, like. A wide receiver out on his own can burn a corner and make some plays. Like a tight end, when it's literally a tight end, like how many how many of them are there out there that we see that none really? They're like Hawkinson's the only one I can think of right now, and golf is still pretty good. So I mean, yeah. So, anything else on that one? Yeah, well, Kyle Pitts should be playing more of a receiving role, but they're using him for chip blocks, like. And I understand you need to be able to block to stay on the field if you're a tight end, but like you need him in the red zone. Well, why like, are you having him block? <laughs> like, let's not overthink this. Kyle Pitts is six six, like two twenty, and ripped. He's not six seven six eight, like almost three hundred pounds, like Gronk is. Like when he goes to, I mean, this isn't a knock on him. It's, it's, he's never probably had to do it really in college. I mean, he did, they were probably against inferior athletes, but like when Kyle Pitts is in the game, like he's probably there to catch passes and not block. So like running a chip play on the goal line, when like, if you're a linebacker and uh, he's running at you, you're like, Oh, I'm fine. Right. right. So I don't know. It, 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 yeah, it just doesn't seem like a good fit right now. I hope he pans out. Um, it'll be shocking at the end of the year if I, which is, and this is not without like beyond the re- reasonable doubt. Uh, who are we talking about? The, the Falcons in pits. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. I forgot mid sentence. But <laughs> yeah, anyway, Bucks to win the Super Bowl is really the really the the chalk up of yeah, that. Yeah, game. I, I I said my power rankings. Uh, the top five in the NFL would be the Bucks one A, the Bucks one B, and the Bucks one C, and then the Rams, Cardinals, Chiefs, and Browns and Bills. But yeah. Um, all right, under the Cardinals, Vikings. This was the other game I have an opinion on, but I really don't. I'm going to save that one for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the fact that Gus Johnson was calling this game was awesome. Um, I'm not a huge Gus Johnson football guy, um, but the fact that this this was a college football game. It was. It was a college football game. Um, there were so many busted coverages on both sides. Uh, Kyler Murray was awesome. He was incredible. I mean – with Kyler Murray, he's a guy that at this point, it's almost like Brett Favre. Like, he's going to make mistakes. He's going to throw interceptions. He's probably going to fumble, but you're going to live with it because he's of what he's capable of doing. Um, uh, and then the last thing I'll say about them for now is um, the surprise, the, the biggest surprise rookie maybe this year. Yeah, not the biggest, but I mean, very surprising. Uh, Rondell Moore has been awesome for them. And it's just. I got to tell you, it's hilarious watching them out there at five seven and five five. It's it's hilarious. It's I mean, it's it's a seventh grade football game. Yeah, I mean, he he had a really solid week one. I'm seeing with four catches for sixty eight, and then obviously this week he had seven catches for one hundred and fourteen and a touchdown. I mean, who would have thought? Other than us, of course, because we are huge Rondell Moore fans here. Who would have thought that he would have had this big of an impact this early? Yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was say, yeah, ever since they knocked off Ohio State and Purdue like three years ago, always been a huge fan of him. He's only been hurt yeah, the past year in I, college football, though, so it's not like he's they were knee injuries. That never comes back to haunt anybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, I think you and I both kind of expected more to have a solid season. But we didn't think that he was going to blow up this early because of the receivers that Arizona has between Hopkins, A.J. Green, who I always forget is on the team, and uh, Christian Kirk. I, I just didn't expect more to even be in the three-receiver set, but he is somehow. Yeah, um, he, he's a electric. I mean, I, like I said, I mean, a little bit earlier, I think I alluded to it. They're a college team. Uh, they play, like, in – I never thought I would ever say this, but he, Kyler Murray is the like the first quarterback I can remember really with like the mobile dual threat kind of thing. That like on an NFL field, it it, it looks like he's just playing Oklahoma versus Texas Tech. It really does. Like he, it looks like he's play, playing back in the Big Twelve, in dominating it. So um, great game, uh, unbelievable finish. Yeah, just just all good stuff. Yeah, I, and I have to like give a little bit of kudos to the Vikings for being able to hang with the Cardinals so far. I mean, the Cardinals have been the most electric team in the NFL, and they managed to only lose by, what was it, like two, three points, a point, something like that? Yeah, it was close. Um, so, yeah, big, big kudos to them. Um, Kirk Cousins still sucks, though. We're in team we're, – we're in – uh, Kellen Mond's camp to start. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not even say Kellen Mond. <laughs> I'm, I'm just in anyone's camp that's not named Kirk Cousins. Um, Kellen Mond is the best quarterback on the roster. And it, it, I mean, this <laughs> is kind of funny um, where I just kind of put it at the end, and I hate when people try to do this. 
because A, it's so easy, and B, it likely has nothing to do with anything. So we're going to move on to the um, – never mind. I'll get to that later at the end of it. Uh, we're going to move on to the Broncos-Jaguars, which uh, this is where I'm going to get some shots in. Um, all right. I don't think the Jaguars are going to win the game this year. A game. Um, Trevor Lawrence was 14 to 33. That's not bad. That, that's not college bad. That's really, really bad. Um, so I'll get into my diatribe now. Uh, I was going to stick by Trevor Lawrence and say that, like, that Jacksonville is ruining him. And that's still 100% true. Uh, I think what his best receiver is DJ Chark. Um, Actually, it's been Marvin Jones so far. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. I mean, we all know that. Yeah, well. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, but, okay, yeah, I mean, so, like I said, say all you will about our friend to the northeast of me's um, four-interception game, but – at least he looked the part of an NFL quarterback. Like he looked the part. He has the moxie. He has the uh, like athletic ability. He clearly has the arm. Um, I mean, he completed four incredible passes on Sunday. Um, <laughs> um, but like, and granted, I said I said this in there as well in the outline. The offensive line is terrible, and, um, like, the receivers aren't good. But I, I, don't think, I, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is that good. I really don't. I, 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 I just don't think he's that good. Um, on to Urban Meyer. If he were to he have says, gone to any other team, I think he would be better. Like, literally any other team. Yeah, I agree. Um, Urban Meyer, honestly, has just no business being in the NFL. I, I – Going, uh, I don't know what it was, but maybe it was over the weekend or earlier this week. I, I went back and like looked at some of the mental things that Urban said was going on at like Florida and everything like that. Um, he doesn't want to be in the NFL sidelines. I don't know if his family's struggling for money. Um, I would highly doubt it. I don't know why he just doesn't retire. I, I, I just don't get it. I, I, I don't know what he's doing. I, I, even if he stays at Jacksonville through the year, I think he's gone after a year, unless Trevor Lawrence showed great strides. Uh, uh, but, I mean, if you got a first-year coach and a first-year quarterback and you guys are both awful, I mean, the first-year coach is going to get fired every time. Yeah, especially when that first-year quarterback was taken with the number one overall pick and was supposed to be next Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, that game was terrible. Uh, did did you even watch any of it? Um, no, I no, I had no idea it was on. I'm not gonna lie to you. I had no idea it was on. I I I didn't even hear anything. Like I guess the Jaguars scored, and I just didn't realize. But like, this was such a terrible. Terrible game, and this is a terrible team. You're right; they could not win a game this year. They could be worse than last year, which is saying yeah, something. 
And uh, the last thing I want to, you know, my just the last kick I want to get in about Jaguars. For whatever reason, when I was thinking about last night and I started writing the outline, I was like, he was like number, he was picked 35. He was 35. He was early second round, and we all kind of just agreed that it was, it's still too early for him. No, he was picked in the first round on the 25th, uh, at the with the 25th pick with Travis Etienne. Um, the guys just alone that I, I mean, every single person I think that went after him is having some kind of impact on their NFL team. So yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, and, uh, 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 only thing I have in Denver is I would say normally Denver is like a sneaky playoff team, but yeah. they play in that division. So I, yeah, no. Just know. Yeah, and we're, we'll get we'll get to them. But even the Raiders look like they could be competitive this year. So yeah, they're they're in one of the tougher divisions. All right, Saints and Panthers. Wow, I guess this is another one I really like. Um, and this does that nothing to do with the Jets and Sam Darnold? Um, well, so the Panthers are two zero right now. Um, yeah. It's very, very, and I would say likely that the Jaguars go into start November with either an eight and zero record or seven and one. Let me read you their next opponents. Okay, they play Thursday versus the Texans, and basically what the Texans are, what we've learned is they are professional football players. They're just bad professional football players. Um, okay, and they're, they're starting the a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, the Cowboys, you know what? We'll chart that. We'll mark that one down as a loss. Whatever. They beat the Eagles. The, I mean, the Vikings is a toss-up. They definitely beat the Giants. They definitely beat the Falcons. It is not out of the realm of possibility that um, the Panthers go start November with an eight-no record. Right, and you know, you 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 brought up Sam Donald. I agree. Sam Darnold was never the problem with the Jets, and I'll and I'll say that it's always been the coaching, and it was always the offensive line. I still really like Sam Darnold, uh, and he's he's proving that he's a capable quarterback. I mean, yeah, he's not putting up these enormous stat lines that we see from some guys, but he's putting up serviceable and efficient lines where he's completing more passes than he's not, and everything about his game changed when he got Christian McCaffrey. Okay, yeah, like, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. Like, I do give Sandra on credit, and I think you do too. I, I mean, yeah, we do. He, yeah. he, he. Uh, I, right now, I'm calling him a game manager, and that's not a knock on him at all. That's actually a compliment. It basically means that right now he is capable of making those electric and exciting plays, but he also knows that on this team, like, if he just is smart and it doesn't turn the ball over, they're going to have a really good chance to, chance to win. Um, right. He's taking what the game plan is giving him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is uh, – he's just awesome. Uh, awesome safety blanket to have behind you. Uh, it, it's crazy. Um, anything else on this one? Uh, what the hell happened to the Saints? I mean, one week oh, they're, yeah, that's, what, they're... that's what I wanted to bring up. So, and like this is what I was kind of talking about. Well, we do it in college football as well, but yeah, like what happened to the Saints? And then like, are the that does that mean the Lions are actually pretty damn good, and that the Packers are like the best team, or like it's just so hard to gauge this early on. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think I was a I'm I'm still a believer that Jameis can turn it around, but I agree. This, this this showing was not great, and I kind of chalk it up to I think the Saints are riding a high. And they're like, oh, we just kicked the crap out of the Packers. The Panthers should be easy, but they didn't expect the Panthers to be that good. So I kind of look at this kind of like I look at a lot of college teams that lose to lose a game like this. I think this was just a look pass game for them. I think that they could still turn it around, but you're right. They're, I think the Saints are the biggest question mark in the NFL right now, at least out of the good teams. Trap is the one you were, you word you want to use. Um, Trap. Yeah, that's fine. But, um <laughs> No, I 100% agree. Um, yeah, I 100% agree. I 100% agree. Um, but, but like I said, uh, oh, yeah, and by the way, uh, if the Panthers do finish like 9-8 and eight or 10-7 and seven and 11-6 maybe, uh, Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, is going to be the probably the quickest coach hire ever. Like the next day he would I be. I think he's, he's been interviewed a bunch. Yeah, and because he, he just wants to stay it, with it, Carolina. Honestly, like, <laughs> if anything, like more time has done wonders for him, considering going back mm-hmm. to LSU, the national championship game, and the fact that LSU is literally at one of the lowest points in their program history right now. So, yeah, it's awesome. Real, yeah, real no, quick I, question I, before we move to the next game. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're looking to hire a coach, an offensive-minded coach. Do you go with Eric Bieniemy or Joe Brady? Joe Brady. I, like I, I think that one hundred percent. You agree? You agree? I, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, no, yes. I agree. I, I, it, 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 I, I like Eric Bieniemy, and I like most of the offensive coordinators. Once again, I, I think the NFL is ready to go into a new era of offensive football that is going to be completely different than the past 20, 30, 40 years combined in where that we've already started to see it. I mean, teams are going to start throwing the ball unless you unless for teams like the Browns, which I'm actually looking forward to because that's that makes you like the one team that's not throwing the ball 100 times. But I mean. There are going to be games out there or in quarterbacks out there that average nearly 40 attempts a game in the next like five, six years. Um, and that's fine. I mean, that, that, and then once offense hits its peak for like, I don't know, five, seven, eight years, then defense comes back. And it's great. That's, I mean, the NFL does that. It just, it, oddly enough, and we'll get to it in college football, it seems like it's done that this year that defense might be actually back a little bit. Um, which is which is good, um, but yeah, no, Joe Brady. Just because I, I honestly think, like, and we've seen Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is very good, but out of the last Heisman winners that are now pros, he, like, I, I would put Justin Herbert head and shoulders above Joe Burrow right now, and I love Joe Burrow. Um, Did Herbert Heisman? No, but I, I'm thinking about the newer guys kind of more than that. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I got you, got you, got you. Yeah, no, I agree. I love Joe Burrow, um, but yeah, I agree. Uh, he out of the young quarterbacks, I would probably put him around th- four to five as of right yeah. now, which sounds like weird or bad or whatever. I don't care. Anyway, we can move on. Yeah, we're moving on. Um, Raiders, Steelers. Um, 
So I think we can officially Derek Derek Carr is better than David Carr. Um, you know, I, we're just going to get to yes. the point on this one because I think we're going to say the same thing. And then I have one more thing um, uh, to say. Um, I mean, we all know how this ends for the Raiders, right? 100%. They're going to start like 6-2, 7-3, and they're going to finish 8-9. and And it's every single year with John Gruden. It is like clockwork because we have this conversation Every year at the beginning of the season, like, oh man, the Raiders might be all right, and then, and then you get to like week five, week six, and you're like, these guys might actually be AFC contenders, and then they lose like twelve. These guys years. suck. Yeah, like that, what was that? The yeah, no. Like, yeah. I I really I don't understand the Raiders because like they actually look like they have a legit defense now. Just like they did last year, they looked like they had legit all the all the guys that were questionable choices and selections in the draft look like they're like worthy of being drafted there, and then they fall off the edge of the earth like they suck. And I'm a hundred percent in agreement; they're going to do the exact same thing. But yeah. as of right now, we have to talk about how good the defense looked, and yes, it looked amazing. It was great. The Steelers are not the Steelers of old. Like, let's not overhype this. Okay, let's um, let's put the bigger issue that the Steelers have, and that is Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger, like we all kind of knocked uh, Drew Brees at the end there because he didn't have the arm strength to take him over the top. Ben Roethlisberger is a quarterback that has one function. Um, it's not past the circle. It's not past the square. It's not past the triangle. It's not past the X. Not past the R one. It's we're gonna run four streaks, and I'm gonna throw the ball as high and as far as I can. And if Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster don't end up with it, then oh well, that was a really long punt. That's fine. Um, <laughs> when. When Ben throws the ball, I literally think the math kind of works out like this: that it, there's a fifty percent chance it gets caught. And this, this is all like all of us throws. There's a fifty percent chance of it gets caught, um, but there's also a twenty five percent chance that it just goes into the bleachers. And then there's also probably higher than twenty five percent, but we'll stick with that one for now. Uh, that it gets intercepted. Um, I've never liked Big Ben. I mean, he's a, obviously was a creep at Miami and did weird things. Um, I, I never liked him. I almost feel bad for him now. I, I, I want him to announce that he's retiring at the end of the year so we can at least – like, because I, I hate the Steelers. Don't get me wrong. But, like, Ben – when Ben Roethlisberger plays his last game in Cleveland, like, the Browns fans should give him – a standing ovation. Like, yes, the Browns have been terrible, but Big Ben is the like all-time leading record holder at First Energy Stadium. So, yeah, well, and yeah, you got to respect so, the game that he's put together. Yeah, and I'm I'm almost hoping he did. Yeah, like I said, he does a Coach K, where it's like, you know what, I'm retiring after this season. So goodbye, Tori. Give, give, give me your praise now, and then I'll leave everyone alone for the next twenty years. Because, and I'll respect Ben for that too. He doesn't seem like a media guy to me, even though he would be hilarious, I think. Um, so he is literally going to retire and then just fall off face of the earth, 
we won't hear him again, hear from him again until he gets inducted to the Hall of Fame, uh, all of it, and then we won't hear him again until he's dead. So I, it's sad to watch Ben Roethlisberger be this bad. That offensive line is terrible. I, I agree. The offensive line is god awful. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster has seemingly did, like, and he didn't have a bad game or anything, but he his route running has seemed seemingly gotten worse. His overall play has seemed to have gotten worse. I don't think Antonio Brown had like had any good effect on him. I think he had a horrible effect on him. Um, Chase Claypool, other than like what was that week two, week one last year, he's been a solid receiver. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, I, the I. I don't know how they beat the Bills that bad, and then or, no, that's not. I'm thinking of the wrong teams, but whatever. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. It, the, the Steelers ended up coming back. It was because of the defense, but it, yeah, and the defense is good. Um, but let's be honest, TJ, if TJ Watts out for an extended period of time, um, so I don't think it's, I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that in the net, like if they start, if they lose this week, and then like. Maybe even pull one out in week four, but it's like barely. I would not be surprised to see a ghost Big Ben injury. Um, this will probably happen more towards the end of the year if they're fully out of it, I guess. Just so we can see what we have. Just so we can put Dwayne Haskins in for six games to see if there's anything to build on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think that's. The, I will say this: I don't think go. Dwayne. Ha- I think he's an idiot. I don't think he's a ter- I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think in the right system, he could be okay. Um, but he, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, it, it, it's bad watching Ben Roethlisberger. It's like I, 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 it's sad. He's he's old. He can't move. Yeah. That offensive line. I, I mean, yeah. So, anything else on that one? No, we can uh, we can move on. I think everything that needed to be said was said. Um, uh, 49ers, Eagles, uh, this one, I, just anything for me really. We, is, we I, talked about it and we called it. <laughs> I What? We, we said that the Eagles' week one victory over the Falcons was solely because their defense was terrible and their yeah, offense yeah, yeah. wasn't actually that good. And we saw the 49ers completely destroy them. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did I have on here? Um, I the only thing I really have to say about San Francisco is, and then uh, like once again, not to. I mean, we haven't really talked about it yet, so I can't say bring it back. But not to you know criticize once again our um, friend who had four interceptions on uh, mm. on uh, Sunday, like. I really want to see Lance playing this offense, but when Mike Shanahan turns on Sports Center on Monday morning and had to see that's what another rookie quarterback did, who went higher than Mike rookie quarterback, uh, I think it's less likely. Um, in all honesty, I don't think either one of these teams are contenders. Uh, I would, I, I would be willing to change my mind if they were to put Trey Lance in for San Francisco, but uh, up until that, no, I know I, I think they're both pretenders. I. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo got them and, there once, and even, but it, that was an extraordinary set of set of circumstances, circumstances. And they had a really good offseason that year where they had signed Richard Sherman, who was like a missing piece in that secondary. So, yeah. 
Well, and even with that, like, how often do we see rookie quarterbacks take their teams to the Super Bowl? I just don't. I don't think it's in the cards for the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, Bills, Dolphins. Uh, another game I was horribly wrong on. Um, since we're gonna, since we're talking about the Dolphins, uh, we just got the information too. It has some fractured ribs, so we won't be playing this week. It, it doesn't matter. It, it, it really doesn't. <laughs> like I, I feel like he hurts his ribs every year. Um, I just feel like he always has a rib injury. Um, mm-hmm. He got laid out, but it's not even that. Like when we talked about it earlier, they should like the Dolphins should have picked a quarterback this year just to be safe. Um, I, yeah, I, I two is terrible. I mean. We all kind of knew this. Like, it was so weird. Like, his first two seasons at Alabama, he's like, I'm the touted as the number one pick. I'm going to be the number one pick. And then his last year at Alabama, we were all kind of like, oh, yeah, well, that kind of makes sense. So, I don't know. Anything? Uh, Not really. I mean, that was just impressive how many times the Dolphins could could turn the ball over. Um, I was a little surprised at how many times they got the ball back on a turnover. Um, I, I really do think the Bills have the right pieces in place. They just need to get the flow going. I think we can kind of see a, a end of season resurgence of the Bills and an end of season uh, like push, I guess, by the Bills. Kind of like we saw Tampa Bay last year, kind of come back at the end of the year. Um, but they they really need to fix everything because they still do not look like a good football team, um, and it's. It's it's good to see Josh Allen's improvement, but he needs to get back to his MVP form or his MVP yeah, caliber I, form. The last thing I had in the outline is I'm not sold on the mega deal for Josh Allen yet. I, I, I do think he'll eventually live up to it, but as a guy that just signed that much money, you, it's rough look to come out of these two games like that. Um, uh, Bears – or no, Rams, Colts um, – I, Carson Wentz got a shovel pass intercepted. I, I don't even know how you do that. I, I honestly don't. Um, I, I I started like about like two weeks in get almost from the season, and like I was kind of on your bad wing and that he's back with his new or his same offensive coordinator, blah blah blah, whatever. No, he, he yeah, no he he Carson Wentz just isn't good. Um. Fun fact about Matt Stafford and um, Cooper Cup, uh, they eat breakfast together every single morning. So it makes a little more sense. They got a lot of chemistry there. Um, Also helps that I have Cooper Cup in one of my fantasy teams. And, oh, yeah, on that same team as well is Matt Stafford as well. That's beautiful. I I love that for you. I I just mean we talk more of it on Sunday. I can't stop winning in the Pirate League. I I, I, like I have too many players now. I'm (laughs) good. my my lineup at the end of the year is going to be Patrick Mahomes, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, and then every number one rated player in every position. And that is why I do not participate in those type of leagues because one team gets hot early in the season and they're unbeatable. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, well, A, I'm going to somehow manage to fail this and I will end up missing the playoffs. But I'm going to keep tra- talking trash until that happens. So yes, love it. Yeah. Uh, Um, My, my quick comments on the game. 
I was surprised how well the Colts played against the Rams defense and specifically was, yeah. how their the Colts defense played against the offense for the Rams. I mean, they finished with a couple of couple of takeaways and everything. So uh I, I'm I'm very surprised about the Colts in that game. It was a good loss, even though I guess, you know, there are never really good losses, but if there were any, this would be one of them. Um, I am very afraid for, for the Colts having to start Jacob Eason next week. I don't know if they are because they Wentz is still up in the air, but the, if they have to play Jacob Eason, uh, they're screwed. Cause I, who are they playing? I think it's someone good. Ugh. You know, Jacob I want to say it's. I think it's Tennessee. Jacob so maybe Eason. that would be their saving grace. Um, Jacob Eason's like six six and a, six six and a twig. Um, I hate Jacob Eason. All right, that's awesome. Uh, Bears Bengals. All I have written down for this is what is up and what is down. Uh, once again, I don't know if I mentioned with Tampa or uh, who was I mentioning it earlier with. Um. I don't know, but uh, this is week one for me. For or no, next week will be me one me, week one for me uh, between all three or um, between everybody. So I, I mean, the Bears smoked uh, the Vikings last weekend too. Then basically should have beaten uh, the Cardinals, um, and the Titans just beat the Seahawks. And I guess so. I don't know. It's weird. I, I don't know what any of it means. Yeah, I mean Joe Burrow in the last quarter looked atrocious three picks on three throws. He hadn't thrown an interception in 199 throwing attempts, which was the longest streak in the league. So I thought that was kind of ironic that he went the longest without throwing an interception, then threw three on three throws. Um, uh, the, the Bengals, the only thing that you ever really need to say with the Bengals is they have no offensive line. And, and that's really all you have to say. That's, why the Bears won this game. I think the Bengals had no right losing this game other than their offensive line. Uh, their defense actually looked pretty good, even though they let up some points towards the end there. Um, their, their defense and, was fantastic. Yeah, was it, it was great. Beast. Uh, I'm saying I'm saying the Bengal defense. Oh, okay. okay. I think the Bears, my bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking Bengals real quick there. And then uh, going to the Bears, yes, their defense was amazing. Roquan Smith is, I think, my favorite player to play with defensively in Madden. Because no. uh, he's so fast, yeah. Uh, at least for me, because I I use our middle linebackers, so he's my favorite. Kevin um, um, White's better. That's fair. Um, and then the the last thing Especially about this game Madden. for me, and <laughs> um, last thing from the Bears for me is uh, I think everyone that's from Chicago or hails from Chicago or roots for Chicago is hoping Andy Dalton is incapable to play this week. Yes, really. I, I think. Great teammate, nice guy. Hope he gets killed by a bus. <laughs> Just he cannot be at the stadium this week. He's, because he any be chance that Matt Nagy, like if Justin Fields, like it's third and eight, and he only throws for seven yards, Matt Nagy will be like, he doesn't have the type. He doesn't have the type of winning mentality. Doesn't have it. So, yeah, just incredible stuff. Um. Uh, Seahawks Titans. Uh, I don't have much on this. This is another where I haven't watched either one yet. Um, so it's kind of more of a week one thing for me as well. With them, I, I the Seahawks choked. That's really all you need to know. I don't know how. Uh, I think they got a bad call maybe towards the end. Um, especially that taunting call where the guy stood up and, and went like this and stared at the guy. 
but um, the, the the fact that we call it taunting on fifteen on a grown NFL players, and let's be real, in college they're all above eighteen as well, so they're adults. So <laughs> the fact that we it's part of the game, man. Taunting. No, it's not. It's, yeah, it's, taunting, it's, taunting is part of the game. That's what I said. It's part of the game, and and you know, I understand like wanting to like limit the amount of like tauntiness. That's why we have unsportsmanlike conduct or whatever the thing is that they call or whatever. But it's 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 the NFL. They're getting paid millions of dollars to play a game. Like it's already a joke. It's it's going back to the no fun league, and it's making it like honestly terrible to watch football because like the refs are just atrocious anyway. Um, but the Seahawks absolutely choked this game. Derrick Henry turned on the Jets from last year. Finally, we got to see the Derrick Henry of we last year. Finally, got him outside. Yeah, um, I feel like when he run when he when he's like running a stretch play, like so you're taking your first step and you're like stretching towards the like the yeah. let or the yeah would be the right hip of the right tackle. Like just how much speed and power he's probably able to build up. I mean, he's the juggernaut. Yeah, I mean, once he gets his legs churning, I mean, it's over. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, that that OT was crazy too. Um, I I don't have too much to say other than it sucks that the Seahawks can't put together two good consecutive weeks. <laughs> All right, um, on to our teams. Get, D- get DK Metcalf more involved. <laughs> yes, uh, which is also stop throwing the ball at Tyler Lockett. Like, let's throw it to DK. Let's be smart here. A lot of people have a lot of people have Tyler Lockett. Even more people have DK Metcalf. Um, well, stop. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, you know what? Uh, like I said, I think you're doing better today. But uh, I'll let you pick. You know, who you want to go first? Jets or Browns? Uh, let's just get. You know what? We're gonna go Browns because it's gonna be pretty quick. Jarvis is out. They moved him to the IR. Um, that's fine. Yeah. It, it's pretty darn clear what the the the, uh, the Browns' mo is. It is they're going to give it to Chunt as many times as they can, and then Baker, uh, who I also will say, <laughs> efficient A is the exact right word. I think he was like twenty one or nineteen to twenty one. Um, interception was not a good throw. Also, not his fault. Uh, it's rookie safety, but you got to know you got to hop in front of that guy, man. Um, they looked bad. They looked bad, and yet they somehow – I mean, they didn't cover, but they came close to covering. So, yeah, I – they play the Bears this yeah, week. So, I, they, they play the Bears this week at home. That should be a pretty easy win in my opinion. So, just out of curiosity, what do you think the the top three receivers look like for the Browns now that Jarvis is out? Who's going to be running the receiver positions? Uh, the receivers. Um, to be honest with you, I I bet a lot of targets go to um, uh, Rashard Higgins. Now they get him back in, and then I think they go. I think they go double or triple tight, like. I'm not kidding when I say this. Like, I think they, as long as Jarvis is out now, granted, OBJ could come back this week, although I don't have any expectations for him anymore. Um, but, like, the Browns literally could be um, – um, sorry, I, I got a text. What, what okay. was I saying? 
Uh, the Browns, the uh, Rashard Higgins is going to be. Oh, Rashard Higgins is going to be good. I, I honestly think they're like Michigan State when they made it to the college football playoff. When I don't know if you remember, they played the Big Ten championship game where they had like they they got they they were down to Iowa with like twelve minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and drove a fifteen play like uh, like a twenty play uh, like ninety eight yard drive in fifteen minutes. Like that's going to be the Browns. And the, the Michigan State ran the ball every time. That's going to be the Browns. And honestly, if the offensive line stays healthy, I think it's good for the Browns. That's fine. Like, I, I think Baker knows exactly what his job is. I think he knows he needs to complete passes, lead the team, and not make mistakes. And like I said, the interception wasn't great, though. Also wasn't his complete fault. Um, and then when you look on the line and maybe Schwartz is a little bit more polished at the end of the year and you have Jarvis, who's honestly the fact that we're able to, and also idiot Browns fans that are saying like, Oh, Jarvis had started the whole thing about like not being injured all the time. Jarvis has played through like some of those painful things. Like, so I, I don't want to hear she's slander about Jarvis Landry. Like, but I was going to say is the fact that we're able to actually put him on the IR and give him time where, uh, to like actually heal correctly where we are not like so bad where we need him back right now. Um, yeah. Um, so if I'm fantasy owners and you have either Nick Job or Kareem Hunt, or if you have both of them, I would start them both. Uh, I think it's going to go right through them. I would also, if uh, I wouldn't do it yet, um, I'll say it on Sunday, but um, I'll say it on Sunday. Just remember, make sure. <laughs> Save it for the fantasy show Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring up Harrison Bryant because he is going to catch some touchdown passes these next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but to the more interesting story, oh, uh, also, I love Blair uh, Bears plus seven and a half uh, against the Browns this week at home uh, first the Browns. I think the Browns win, but I don't think it's close. I mean, it's just become clear, and it kind of sucks. The Browns are never going to be your Patriots or your uh, or your Bucks. I mean, they play down they play down to their competition competition and they play up to their competition. So, um, it is what it is. Um, we probably have about five minutes left, so that's good. Um, it gives us an extra minute where we don't need to spend talking about one of the interceptions. Tom, uh, talk to us about uh, Zach Wilson, the Jets, and the Patriots. I I do have to say, like I. I've said it all along. I still think Zach Wilson is going to be fine. It, it, I'm not too worried about it. Obviously, people are overreacting, in my opinion. Um, but when I was on Twitter and, like, I saw, oh, first pass, first interception, and then I think I went on, like, 10 minutes later, and they were like, oh, another interception. I was like, oh, well, they, well, I don't know. That's a little bit late. Like, maybe I'm delayed or something. And then it kept coming in, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, like you it all, honestly, my thought went my all my yeah. thoughts went to were 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 once Zach Wilson got his fourth interception, you need to get Nathan Peterman in the game to see if he can top four interceptions in like a span of a quarter, because I think he can. So obviously, I, I, I was want very you know, upset I, I want you to know. Was- I want you to know I'm mostly I'd probably be your side with this. Um, so just so you know. What do you mean, be on my side? Like I I I, I look at this Zach Wilson four interception performance. Did it look good? No. Um, is Bill Belichick a one of the greatest coaches of all time? Yes. Um, still not that much of an excuse. I mean, 
but like I said, I, I, I think, I think it's more of an anomaly than anything you should read into than in the future. So there. Yeah. I mean, I've, just bringing up Bill Belichick, I mean, like, obviously you look at his record versus rookies and it's fantastic. Um, Belichick versus in-division rookies is even more ugly. Um, and, and he knows how to how to fluster him and what buttons to push and everything. Yes, the four interceptions was terrible. I will say I watched the first two, like, live time. The – I, I almost want to say that three of them weren't really his fault. The first was, one, it was a high huh, – huh? Was the first one that was tipped around? The first one was tipped up yeah. by Corey Davis because he missed it. Then he tried to bat it down and instead batted it straight into two defenders, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, not really his fault. That was – like you said, that's kind of an anomaly. The second one was an, uh, a deep out route to Corey Davis – went through his hands or it hit off his hands, went straight back to another defender. Corey Davis came over. He was like, yeah, dude, like that was a catchable ball. That's my fault. I put some of the blame on Zach for that one because he, he had Elijah Moore open on a, um, what's the little, little route. That's like very short, not a drag route. What? Yeah, he had him wide open on the flat. He wasn't going to get the first down, but he was going to make it third and manageable or fourth and short or whatever it would have been. Um, and he would have just got a completion and gotten some yards to get it into the rhythm. So, like, yes, he should not have been that aggressive, but Corey Davis should have caught that ball. Um, the third one was 100% Zach Wilson's fault. I think he started to doubt himself a little bit and to doubt his arm because he kind of, like, took the ball and, like, lofted it into the flat for uh, to Elijah Moore. And it was like, it was almost a duck, but it wasn't, but it, it he should have just fired it. Like he had been instead of trying to like loft it and make it an easier ball to catch. That one was a hundred percent his fault, but that's something that you can grow from. Uh, and then the, the fourth one, I sort of blacked out. So I don't really know the exact play that had happened. Um, one thing about me and everyone who knows me knows, and you'll probably know this too. Um, I never fully turn off the jet game because like I watch it off my laptop and I, and I put an HDMI into it and I have my, uh, TV, right? So I always, I always watch the jet game on the big TV and my little screen has, uh, red zone just to like switch during commercials or whatever. I, I not, not only did I flip the two, so I was watching red zone on the big TV. I completely turned off the jet game. Like I never turn it off completely, and I turned it off in the like middle of the third quarter. I it was the most disgusting game. One positive that I found for the Jets was the fact that the defense looked great. I mean, at halftime, after three three picks, um, you, you know, you gave away three turnovers, and you're only down ten. I that, that says a whole lot about how great, good the defense was. Um, but obviously, the final score did not reflect that as much. If I had to find one game or one word or phrase to describe the game for Zach Wilson, it would be growing pains. Like I, I think that there's a lot of stuff that he's going to need to work on, and he has a lot of stuff to go over in film, uh, which is something that they talked about during the game. He's always in film room and always looking at how to improve his game. He's going to need to turn it around, but I, I agree. I don't really want to give up on it just yet because I do think he has 
special special athletic abilities to to turn it around. But he's got to hit the hit the books and, and turn things around real quick before he gets run out of New York. And um, like I said, like I've liked Mosala, I do, I do, but. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which interception it was, but I mean, a, I think it was his second or third or fourth. I don't know. Um, I don't think it was his first. And even if it was his first, like, yes, we know Zach Wilson has a cannon. We do. We do. He's probably the strongest arm in this draft class. Now, do I think he has as good arm as like we've seen recently with like Baker, like, Baker's got a hose. I mean, Josh Allen has an absolute cannon. Herbert has a cannon. So, no, I don't think he has that kind of arm strength. But why are you calling – well, maybe this – I mean, it's a play call, but I, I don't know why he would be, like, just honing on in this receiver. Why are you running a 10-yard out to the wide side of the field? Like, why are we throwing that pass? Like, no offense. Like, like Zach Wilson – like he is capable of completing that pass, but why risk that? Like why? I, I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. And then I always had this question. This is more of just a general question when when these guys like um, start having games like this. Like after the second or third interception, like I feel like you have to talk to the guy and be like, "Okay, dude. Like he's got to be absolutely wide open or." A, you take the sack. B, you scramble. Or C, you you just drop it off to somebody. Like, like yeah, or throw it away. Like, yeah, exactly. Like it, because it, like, and then the whole narrative. Like, had he thrown those two or even three picks, and then later in the game, like he's looking around, he's scrambling, he makes whatever. Like he has a great play, and then he throws away. Everyone's like, oh, that sucks. But then Mo Salah comes in and is like at the after the game is like. No, but that he learned, like he got that, like you just like as much effort as you put into it, you just got to throw it away. There's no point in risking anything. Uh, but like because I mean, and obviously you're behind, and you can't look like you're tanking unless you're the the Texans. Who let me get to David Coley in a sec. Um, I forgot about that. Um, uh, but um, yeah, no, I like. I, I think Zach Wilson is going to be fine. I, I don't know if he's going to be a great quarterback. Like I, I think it's pretty early. To, well, actually, for the first time in a while, it, it, it's it's pretty hard to tell with with this with this current crop. Um, so um, it'll be interesting. But like I said, I I would almost expect Zach will. Well, I am interested to see how he bounces back this week because if he bounces back well and like even if you throws another interception. Um, but you know he throws two touchdown passes, two hundred yards, and interception, and he looks like it didn't phase him. Then I think that's a that would be a really really good sign for Jets fans because I mean let's be honest, like Zach Wilson, even down the line, if he is really really good, there are parts of his game that are Josh Allen's where he's gonna just risk things because he thinks he's that like, and that's what you want sometimes in your star player, like you want moxie. So yeah, confidence. You're just gonna have to lit. And I said, I, I, I think I put the same thing. The outline um, with Kyler Murray is like Kyler Murray threw two interceptions on Sunday, but you live with it because of all the amazing plays he makes. Other ways, and I do think Zach Wilson has. I, I think Justin Fields is probably a better athlete, but like 
it, he is a very good athlete in the pocket and things like that. So I, it would have been just better if they were able to come in and like, because obviously after the game, I think the players and the coaches talk about it and they say the things we're saying like, Hey man, like if you would have just thrown this last pass away, like I could have come in and said, you learned from that. Like now I can't say that. So they're going to be on you all week. Um, but we do know now that like, Hey, you do throw that away. Right. Like, right. So, um, yeah. Well, and it's going to be a tough matchup because they're they're playing the Broncos this week. Um, See, it, I, I actually it's going to be tough. I, I think the line started at ten and a half yesterday. Yeah, it's at ten and that's, a half. That's, a, that's pretty high for me. If that goes up, I probably take it. But if it doesn't, I won't. But yeah, no, yeah, go keep going. I, I'm just going to say, like the the Broncos defense is good. Uh, they lost Bradley Chubb because he's having some sort of surgery, which I yeah, think I is a huge win for them. But obviously, there's a lot of a lot of good guys still around on that defense. Um, I mean, the fact it's that going Bradley, to be tough. But I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I just want to get sin real quick. Like uh, we were talking about Brady and Gronk. I mean, Von Miller looks like he's 23 again. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Well, and I think that's part of the reason these rookies are not doing well because they're getting put in bad situations because all the guys mm-hmm. who should be out of the league by now are on their way out are looking like prime, like really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, Jace, was it Jason or Devin McCourty for the Patriots? I always forget which one's on which team now. Uh, one of the whichever McCourty is on the Patriots, he had two interceptions of the four, and like he just no, uh, no, no. JC Jackson had two of the interceptions. Oh, yeah. Me? No, it wasn't McCord. I'm almost. I'm I don't even almost, know. I blacked out, bro. I don't know. Yeah. Uh no. Uh, that's the other thing I was gonna say. Uh, the last time I turned off, like I got fed up, and I, it was last year during the Browns game. I turned off their game at Cincinnati after uh, Baker threw the interception. Odell tore ACL. Uh, I think they were losing. Whatever. Ended up being the greatest game they played in all year. Um, and they won on a last second touchdown pass by Baker, um, which I found out through text messages. So that's good. That was was just a lot of fun. Um, (laughs) I think think I'll wrap up at least what I want to say regarding the whole NFL with this. There's going to come a point in time in in the next couple years where I do think teams are going to start to try tanking. I do. I do. I do. Um, and I don't honestly like I have a problem with it because if you're trying to lose, that means you're putting like players health like that's a serious issue. So that's why I don't think it'll ever be like in the way that um, uh, like the NBA does it or anything like that. But what David Coley did for the Texans I don't know how to explain it other than, yes, you were trying to lose. Did you – so you didn't see this at all, or did you? Okay. No, I haven't. All right. So I think it's like third and 13. Um, They're at like their own like 45 um, or maybe even 50 or maybe even earlier than that or like closer than that, not much closer. So it's like third and 13. Um, they get uh, – it was either Clowney or Garrett or one of the idiot offensive linemen that always jumps. Jumped off sides. They caught him off sides. 
um, the play ended up going for uh, like 12 and a half yards. So it would have been fourth and inches. So basically you either, which is, I mean, if you think about it, a tough decision, do you go fourth and inches from, I, I, I don't know, say the Browns 45 yard line um, on fourth down and decline the penalty, or do you redo the play and uh, take third and eight and redo it again, even though you had a great play? Oh, I did I'm see this. more. What? Third and 10. Yeah. Yeah. I, third and 10. I'm more, I, I, I'm more inclined to say I'm going to go back and take the third and redo the third and eight. However, David Coley found a way out. Um, he accepted the penalty, so it was fourth and inches. But then he just punted. Yeah. Uh, I saw so, that. Like, you, you could have justified. You, you could have justified taking the penalty and going for it on fourth and two. But or, – or you could have justified taking third and ten instead of in, – and losing the big play. But instead of doing either of those things, he did the only thing he could think of in, in order to to get the I ball out of his offense game because he knew that David offense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was incredible. I, I, I like, and so for the first time in forever, you know, we'll talk about this off air, but um, that's fine. We've already gone too long. Um, so yeah. once again, we'll try and cut down next week. Uh, we will review a little bit of last week's college football. There wasn't actually got a lot of games like to go over. What? I said what? I have, there's a lot of games to go over each week. I mean, if we could, if we're getting through four pages worth of games and notes in yeah, you know, well, an hour I mean, and a half. I, I think that's I pretty think good. Everyone. I think everyone is more interested in the NFL, so I'd much rather focus on that. So I'm fine with that. Um, if anything, on pick them sure. on Friday, we'll just like kind of I'll, I'll do a brief summary about what happened. Like, because unless anything big really happens, um, it doesn't really matter. Obviously, you had the uh, Florida Alabama game, mm-hmm. so we I guess three points you can take away from the college football weekend. Alabama is indeed mortal. Um, the eight. Um, you know, I'm. I'm gonna end with this one. I mean, this is it. This is. I'm gonna be very. Just leave happy. Clemson's in serious trouble. Like, they. <laughs> um, Trevor Lawrence was everything for them. Um, guys are transferring out of there at an alarming rate. Uh, they named, uh, earlier this week, they named uh, freshman Will Shipley their running back. So the other guy who was uh, preseason second team ACC, uh, he's in the transfer portal. Uh, other DBs are gone or in jail. Um, DJ Uagalele looked very good against Notre Dame last year. Has not looked good in the game thus far this year at all uh would not surprise me if he enters the transfer portal as well um it seems like it's turning into a patriots thing where guys just don't want to play in clemson anymore um and i'm very excited about that and the more and more that Dabo suffers um the more and more happy i am and 
they go to NC State this week, and they're uh, NC State's ten and a half point dogs. And you're crazy if you think I'm not taking NC State in the points. And if they lose at NC State, I think we may have to do a special episode. Just call the Dabos. Just it'll be our award shows, but it'll be uh, a, a, like a faux pas on award shows. It'll be like the worst of everything, and then. I will consistently email the Clemson athletic department and try and get him to come on for 30 seconds. Um, and if not, then we'll have someone dress up as him or I'll just make fun of him and tweet it at him. Um, but yes, we got to the NFL. So I think that's all that matters. Um, it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. Um, I, I, it was an exciting weekend. Uh, I think we still like three or four teams where I think we both said, um, you know, this is week one for them. Uh, like the Saints and Packers for me, this is week one. I, I like those two cancel out. Those two games they already played, they cancel out. Like one was great. And I guess the, the win over the Packers win over the Lions wasn't great, but um, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, uh, as always, I do. I got Fridays, 10 a.m. Um, we were a little late today. We should be pretty good on Friday, though. 10 a.m. Um, do a tiny recap college football. Um, uh, uh, Mike over some picks. Might have some two of my new guys on. Um, see if they want to talk about anything. I'll let you know. Um, but, yeah, uh, pick them Friday. And then, obviously, of course, uh, Fantasy Sunday. How did it end last fan- uh, Sunday? Uh, what do you mean? The show. Oh, it was it was good. I brought my buddy on uh, very quickly. Oh, good. Um, yeah, good. All right. You know, I, I, I should have told you beforehand. Yeah, if to... you need to. No, I don't. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. yeah no. Uh, it was weird blowing through. I'll talk to you off, <laughs> talk to you off air, but um Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, well, then we'll see you guys Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, as always, Fridays and Wednesdays uh, podcasts are available on Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I think I'm probably going to do a video version of our fantasies that I'll release uh, off our YouTube and I'll edit it and everything like that. But that's going to take some time for me to get into. So, And those are live shows and half of that is honestly Fair interaction enough. anyways. So I, you really got to be there to do it. So. Um, but as always, Wednesdays and Wednesdays and Fridays, our NFL recap and pick them will be on uh, Spotify. Um, once again, thank you to sneakerheadgolf.com. Uh, definitely go check out some of their stuff. Uh, their, do- their golf club hats, uh, I believe that's what we're calling them now. Um, I, I, Tom is also wearing his 23 hat. I was about to say, Tom is not wearing his 23 hat for the first time in a month. Um, but he is. I That was silly of me. Um, so, uh, I didn't, I don't wear it on Sundays when I have my jet hat on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, um, use code TV 15, 15% check out, um, Tom, anything else, my man. Sco dogs, baby. Let's rock. You already know. (laughs) Sco dogs. Mm -hmm.